afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode is titled The Live Episode because that essentially that's what it is. It covers when I go to a show and, and watch bands and what have you. And in this case, a, a little bit about a live show that I did of the Spoken Metal Show. Um, I the biggest question, or the biggest thing that you might be thinking is, why is it took so fucking long to do this episode? Well, you know, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Isn't it a funny habit of doing so? But also, I didn't want it to... We just had Bloodstock, and I did the thing for that, and then just slightly before the thing with Steve Jones, kind of talking about Bloodstock and hyping up Bloodstock and, and all the rest of it. I didn't want to... Sometimes what can happen is that... Um, things get kind of lost in the shuffle. A lot of the feedback that I've had from people is that it's better if the it's every week or maybe every two weeks I do these episodes and then it doesn't get kind of yet another thing to add to your podcasting listening because there's, there's so many out there. There's so many different ones. The World and His Wife has a has a podcast now. And so sometimes it can be it can get lost in the shuffle a little bit. And I didn't really want this to because this, this particular episode and certainly this one is very much a... What is it? It's a postcard, a love letter, if you will, to to returning to the music scene and, and and live music. And this was the first show that I would be going to after the pandemic, when the restrictions were eased and we were able to go to a show and and finally enjoy live music at a, a local venue with local bands and you know and local people. And uh, you know, for me, it was incredibly important to to document it. And what I decided to do as well. Which I'd like to do a lot more of going forward is to have snippets of people talking uh, that aren't me, um, fans, promoters, bands, and stuff interspersed with this to give you a, a flavour without sounding too fucking pretentious. It would give you a flavour of what that show was like. That's what I mean by a postcard. It's like if you weren't here, this is this is the type of the vibe and stuff. We're all the best. The only thing missing being the music. And so for me, it was that was the the. the the essence of what I was trying trying to trying to do here. So let's talk about the show. The show was uh, you know Exhumation's launch of of, the, of sadistic inhumanity, and when it when it first got announced by uh, Jojo Mortimer and UK Slamfest, it was immediately uh, uh, something that I wanted to go to immediately. And and this happens all the time. This is nothing new. You see these shows getting put up, and it was quite a while back. Actually, I can't remember when it was first announced, but quite a while back. It was it was a, a show an upcoming show and it also is also at the outpost. I'll go into a little bit more about the outpost after, but for now it was at the outpost. It was like I just ticked every single box. I was like, this is great, another, just another show that we're going to get to. And then obviously things get get strange. And this, I mean, originally I think Dad were listed, Crepitation were listed, and there was a whole other. It went through many different guises. This 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 show before it got to the its final form, if you will. Which which is what I went to, and and that in reality that's nothing new, especially in the, amongst the metal circuits. This bands cancelling and changing all the time. It happens all the time. It seemed a little bit more, a more the case though this time because of all the, the many variables. There's lots of variables when you when a band goes to play a show anyway, from travelling and and band members getting time free and and all that type of thing. But throwing a pandemic and virus and stuff like that, and you know. You've instantly got a whole other, whole other set of problems to 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 deal with, and that's where you know I talked to Joe at episode eighty six, Joe Mortimer, and and if you want to go back and listen to that, that's a really that's a great episode. If I do say so myself, mainly because Joe is is a hugely interesting person to talk to and an incredibly important person for the scene, 
I've talked about this before. I talk about it on this particular show with with some of the people how how important Joe is, and and I can't stress that enough that you know the, you, you have to really force these shows to happen. The scene was on its arse before the pandemic, so you can imagine how difficult it was returning. But Joe is, you know, just unrelenting. He he'll he gets it over the line. He gets the show done, and if it isn't for people like him, it it these these shows don't happen. So. You know, we we often chat on on social media, as you would imagine, just about shows coming up and bits and pieces. And and I put it to him a while back that you know, if, if I'd like to do a, a live version of the Spoken Metal show, something a little bit more long form, or one of his shows. And we talked about it for a bit, and then we're like, okay, well, let's just you know, we'll keep that in our back pocket and see what happens. And then there was the cancellations and move rounds and what have you, and the, the things that happen that are based, you know, around the usual problems. And so. A little slot formed at the beginning of this this particular show, and Joe was like, "You know, you want to come and do a, a spoken metal show, a live version." And I've, naturally, the answer is always yes. And so for me, it became a really interesting opportunity to do this. Now, sadly, there wasn't nowhere near as much notice to kind of get things how I'd like them to be because it was only really fifteen twenty minutes. Um, and then it was a case of scrambling to get a guest because it's always better to not just to be me. Let's have a guest or another another host to do these things. And so there was a little bit of a scramble to kind of figure out. And it made sense then to speak to you know uh, to, to to Chris and uh, and Carl and the lads from Exhumation. You know, it made made sense to talk to them. It was their launch of their their their, their record, so it made sense to talk to them. You know, and I'll and I'll talk a little bit about that there in in, in a moment. And so. That was really really nice of Joe to take that. I think it, I think you know we'll talk about it like I say a little bit later on, but I think it worked worked out worked out really well. But I I I, I go back to you know, getting on on the train and talking to have a drink and going over to the show and just walking up that street up to to the outpost. The outpost is a small venue. If you're not aware, small venue. I've talked about it an enormous amount. Um, it, it's it's not it's it's not particular. I think I don't know what the cap is. I've never, you know, someone needs to message me what the actual cap is of of the outpost. So I know, but I don't know what the actual um, it, it, the actual capacity is for the venue. But anyway, I digress. So walking up to the venue, and it was it was a strange old feeling. It was a strange old feeling because I was like, how's everybody going to react? How how are things going to work? How many people are going to be there? You know, what's the what are the what are the rules here? No one, I don't, I don't know what the rules are. Um, so as we're walking up, there's a there's the, there's the familiar scene of the uh, the the metal clothed uh, fan outside the outpost having a drink and and chatting and and it, it's just normal. No one, you know, no one was really kind of. There was some some people with masks, some people weren't, there were some people, and then I went in and. And it's weird, like you know, it it sounds very fucking pretentious to say you you feel like you come home. But you, you, it's not so much that. What it is is you, you feel is a you, 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 you come to somewhere where, where you're incredibly comfortable with, and in a social environment that you're incredibly comfortable with as well. And that's what exactly what it was. And it, it took me about all of six seconds to see someone that I knew, and, and all of a sudden we're, we're, we're into like, hey, how you been? How's it? and it was weird. I talked to a friend of mine uh, uh, who's, who's a photographer, and, and he, he was like, the conversation seemed deeper than the usual. How's it going? How you been? Type of thing. It was a bit more. How are you getting on? Do you know what I mean? It seemed a bit more like a, how are you faring against this kind of thing. This, the, the, this. It, it felt even more personal than it normally is. Does that make any sense? You know, it felt it was a, it was an interesting vibe and a really positive one, a really really good one. Everybody was in 
super, super high and positive spirit. And then the next person I see is Ian. And Ian, Ian's been on the show before as well, Ian, uh, the sound guy. And, you know, he was he was super nice. He was he was just like, because we hadn't seen each other. We talk online all the time and all the rest of it, but we hadn't seen each other. And and it was just this weird thing of like, how the fucking hell are you? And, and it was... It, it was it was testament if it was anything to you just that you can't cover stuff by sending each other messages or even talking on the phone. It was a wonderful, I can't explain. It, it was it was an amazing thing. And I'm walking in. I felt like I'd walk in the venue for the first time ever, which was extraordinary. And because I've been there billions of times, and then the bands are set up and everything's kind of normal. Is it normal? It's okay. It's weird. It's like it, it was it was a really really great fun. And then and then there's Joe and Joe's like you know what's going on and. We get to talk a little bit before. Um, if we quit in Tarantino and scratch to uh, like you know the, the night before, Joe was like put up a thing said, "Can someone do the door?" And I'm you know because he hadn't thought about this, uh, or did he have too much to think about the poor bastard? He had that much going on, and I was like, "I'll do, I'll do the fucking door." I just so you know, um, you're never going to catch me at a show. Catch me. You're never going to catch me at a show saying, "Do you know who I am?" Or trying to fucking get into a show for free. I've been on all sides of that fucking argument. I've been the guy on the door. I've been the bat in the band. I've been the promoter. And so you're never going to see that. You're never going to see me going, oh, you, can you put me on the, the guest list or whatever? If you offer it, I may do it, but I probably, I probably won't because it's missing the whole fucking point of what we're trying to do over here. Now, I eventually, essentially was on the bill. I was the first act on. I still bought that ticket like months before. For me, it's more about the... You, yeah, that's how you truly support. You're not supporting the scene if you go in and go, well, I fucking am mates with the drummer, so let me in for free, because then you're not contri- contri- contributing anything to the band. You know, if you haven't bought any T-shirts and you haven't paid to get in, you're just fucking freeloading. You know, it's not right. It's not, it's not the way to do things. So you're never going to see me doing that. You're never going to hear me doing that. So when someone says, could you go on the door, I'm not pretentious enough to think, well, I'm in, in, in a band. I wouldn't dream of doing that. It, it, it destroys the illusion of me. As an as an entertainer in a verse of bollocks, it's all fucking bollocks. So I I go on the door. And it's been a long time since I've done the door anyway. That's a, an interesting thing. But the side note to that is that that's how small an operation Joe has and how little of a crew he has to get this fucking done. He's got like a sound guy himself, and he's doing the fucking door, you know, as well as being in the band and being the promoter. And yes, it's a smaller venue. It's not like it's a fucking academy, but there's still the same problems that persist with stuff. And so you get this wonderful dance that I'm doing the door at the beginning and and what have you, whilst he's on in his band, the first band that, that we're on called Paclesis, and, and then we switch almost. And I go and watch the bands and stuff, and he goes on the door. He goes, like, I, I, I don't think there was much of a break. The guy's a fucking machine. I think he went from I'm being on stage, getting his shit off and record time and then fucking going over to the fucking uh the the merch and, the, and and where you where you come in and just running the door you know what the fuck amazing amazing you know what i mean it's just this it's like almost like almost a one-man operation not exactly a one-man operation just doing the whole thing on his own imagine that most bands fucking collapse after they've done the set let alone go on the fucking door so that was that was the plan so the first he did the door whilst I was on, and then switched, and I did the door when he was on, and he did the door for us nights. You know, uh, so but the, what what I, what I found from that is I got to see, I got this wonderful thing of people coming in. So, my, I'm on first, so let's let's cover that. And so when I um, 
go go on. I would have preferred to have like you know maybe some of those pop ups and some chairs and shit and all that kind of thing. But this is rock and roll. This is metal. This is this is this is the way it is. Sometimes these are throw and go. So you know, there I am on my own with a microphone, and I'm doing the spoken metal show live. And and I thought at first, I thought, oh shit, I'm fucking dying. I thought I'd do a little bit on my own, and then I'll bring Carl and and, and Chris and the lads from from Exhibition. I thought I am dying on my own here, so I thought I'll bring the the lads up, and we talked about the album and stuff like that. And it was it was all very nice, and it was all very cordial, and and all the rest of it. I got a couple of the, the cheap pops and, and and the crowd type of thing and all that, and it was great, and it was great. And just at the end of it, after they'd went off, I did a little piece where I was just like, you know, this is why it is important. You know, this is why what's going on. And what you can't see, one of the things you can't see on stage, um, especially when there's lights on you, is you can't see the depth of the crowd. You know, often bands talk about only playing to the front row, or most of the time you can't see the fucking the the people in the audience. And it's weird. Like, and also sometimes, you know, you can't really tell how you're going down necessarily. You know, certainly as as a spoken word performer, if I could potentially say that I am. You do, you've no idea. So I actually, I just, as being who I am, I just straight up asked the question. I said, "Is anybody, did anybody, would anybody see this again if we did this and mounted it as a larger project?" And there was people who said yes. There was people out there, yeah. And and I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" So that silence was people actually listening. They were listening to what was what was being said by the lads and exclamation stuff like that. It, it proved that, that there was a there was a market. It's a terrible word, and it. it, it there was a, an, an audience, is a better word, there you go, an audience for for this, for, for talking and discussing metal and discussing the scene and, and what's going on within the live music scene and, and, and beyond. And people wanted to know that. And, and, and one of the guys in the, in, in the crowd was like, does it, does, it, does it mean the bands get less time to play? He actually just heckled almost, if you will. And I was like, no, it fucking doesn't. He goes, I'd fucking, I'd listen to that. And so that really, you know, I thought that was excellent because that's probably what we're going to do. We're probably going to do a longer form of version, a bit more uh, production, if you will. And we're going to do that. And it was, um, and it was great. And it was just, and it was great. And so I switched to the door and, and, and Joe goes on to, to, to play Cold Baclesis. Joe is the bassist in Cold Baclesis, a fabulous bassist as well. And they played an amazing set of Bloodstock just as, a, as an addition there. And so I got on the door, and the good thing about going on the door is you get to see, uh, you're the doorman as well, so you get to see everybody that comes in, and you talk to them, there's a little bit of banter, stuff like that, and you talk to people in barn off, you go, because people have various ways of paying, like, so some people can pay and do, you know, cash and cards, and you have, like, obviously, the contactless system and ticket system, and all this new f- ways of paying in, which is another reason why you should, you should go to, to shows, even if, you, uh, if, even if you haven't bought tickets. There's many different ways to pay. Don't worry about that. We'll get you in. And so there's always that little bit of time where you're like, okay, I'm just waiting for the card machine to work. I'm just waiting for the contact list to work or whatever. And that's a great time to have a quick sort of conversation with people. And the amount of positivity and, and ace people that are out there, there was people like, you know, they just would, would, could not wait to be at this show. Could not wait. They were like, oh, I, I, my card's not working anymore. Give us a minute. And no one was kicking off. No one was going, what the fuck? Or shouting or anything like that everybody was super super cool and there was everything from the guy on his own to the group of lads group of girls the couple every single facet was was accounted for at the at the coming in it was just it was wonderful it was just a wonderful wonderful sort of dichotomy and and and, and dissection of, of of metal society with and, and they're all coming everybody was buying merch i saw that because it was to the right 
And there you go, and then everybody comes in, and I get to watch. I get to turn around and watch. You know, Colbuclesis absolutely destroy. And they were just unbelievable. And there was such there was a, a large group of guys there, which I later talked to, and, and will will appear on the show. And they were they oh my god, did they need this? So what I do now is I'm gonna insert various really badly insert really badly um, sections where I talk to people. So the quality is going to go up and down because some of this is outside, inside, or whatever. But it really gives you a flavour and it really gives you an essence of what was going on there. And this this first one was with a fan outside after Colbaclesis. And um you're gonna think that, that this is a plant. <laughs> you're gonna think that this is a plant because he's extremely complimentary to me. And it, how self-serving and fucking egotistical is it for me to put this on it? Uh, but try and try and put that to the side because that's not why I put it here. And he most certainly isn't a plant. And I, I, so I, I call it straight away when he says, I was like, oh, God, people are going to think that you have paid you to say that. Like, like I've got any money to pay anybody anything, like anybody would say anything nice. But this is an interesting reflection on what he thought of the, the first sort of me and the first, the first band. So, listen, we've just been talking about some shit there, about how important the scene is, and we've been talking about, like, we've only seen, like, two and a half bands, or one and a half bands, if you yeah. will, like... Um, Thoughts? First show back? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great to be back. Um, you know, we come. I'll post when the, whenever there's a gig on, we come. And it's, you know, is this the first yeah. show for you coming back as well? This is the first show coming ah. back, yeah, yeah. I lost what I was meant to do at some point. It was like, can we fucking push into people and shit? And then very quickly it just fucking descended into normality. Like, but Exactly, man. It's the first, like, to be honest, that I've heard of yourself and, and yeah. you've, you've done a great job. Like, oh, no, I'm fucking. You've come in. Yeah. And I was there from seven, and you come in, and you sat there, and you've done your fucking research, you had a great job. It's easy you when you in. like something, you yeah. know, but it, it, look, you only have to see then how much that meant to some people, being able to fucking let loose with a whole bunch of people and, and enjoy themselves, and fucking, that meant a lot. There's two or three guys at the fucking front there, that, this is, this was everything to them, yeah. like, everything to me, but this was everything to them, like, so. Coming back, seeing people that, like, you wouldn't have seen in a year. Coming back and, and, and like having people next to you and like so close to you is like a bit of a weird feeling at first, but obviously. You can't replicate like, it, can you? You can't do it in a live stream, you can't do it like the, that smell and the heat and all that shit. It's the whole fucking experience, yeah? Exactly. And you coming in doing your first live, like, you'd think well, it was. Yeah. This is home for me. This you is think it was in your first live, like. <laughs> you knew your shit, you knew what to ask. You got the answers you wanted. Like, cool, I'm you know, listening to this, this, we're only halfway through the show and it's fucking, it looks like it's a blind. It's the first time I've listened to anything that you've done. Oh man, that's and, fucking and, cool. And Thanks, it was man. good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me want to listen again. Ah, oh, that's cool, that's cool. That's not me because I'm on recording. Yeah, this I guy's like, this we paused it and we go, thanks man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you this five minutes ago. <laughs> No, that's cool. Listen, I'm, I'm just glad people are out fucking enjoying music. It's fucking Look at this. So... You haven't seen this? Yeah. I'll take a you picture to back this shit. up and put this on. <laughs> but there's a load of people who've come out for the show and it's fucking, they're having a whale of a time. Like, they're fucking enjoying themselves. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. So I thought that was interesting to talk to people and fans and stuff at the venue at the show as well. A really nice way of showing you the vibe of, of the show and, and it was nice that he was really complimentary about the spoken metal show in a very small time that we did I did something there. That was that was really nice to hear, really encouraging. Definitely means that I'm gonna be leaning into that and doing a live show more often. But also you know what he was saying about Colbert and, and bands as well I thought was incredibly important. I saw one of the wonderful things I see at the show as well was the things that you can't really you never you never miss until they're not there. 
things like when the drummer's doing the fast hits and the, the fingers, uh, guns come out off the fans and stuff. I was like, I haven't seen that in ages. And, you know, you get this wonderful pit forming in a small room and everybody, there was a real energy, just a, a positive energy that you, you cannot get anywhere else. You can't find this anywhere else. And it was amazing. And then, you know, Fields used for the next band on and they, you know, they're not even up, up and coming band. They have already came. They were um, a late addition somewhat to the bill. And this is a band that are big now. They went on to then uh, only a couple of days later go on the uh, the, the Ronnie stage at, uh, at Bloodstock, which is, just shows you how huge they are. You're probably never going to see this band at, at such a small venue ever again. And they playing. They weren't even a headline and actor. They were playing with such selflessness. They were like, just, well, fucking, we just want to play. We just want to support the scene and play. And were just absolutely fucking... I'd never seen Fields. I'd heard them, obviously, but I'd never seen them live. And they were just fucking... It was ferocious, but it was great because it showed one of those... One of the things that happens at the outpost, which is which is great, is Ian, the sound guy, one of my favourite sound guys and favourite human beings, he... And I would never have this at any other show. Uh, like, kind of, you know, a lot of shows, if this happened, it'd be sacrosanct. It would just be... It would never happen. The... And I, don't, I know it probably happens in most shows, but it certainly happens in, in, in all the Liverpool shows that I go to, is that there's heckling and banter at the band. And even Ian, the sound guy, will heckle and banter the band. And it's hard to explain how that makes that experience even better. It's weird. It's like you'd think that someone heckling and and, and slagging off, when that's not the race, but, you know, kind of like bantering with the with the band is is somehow an amazing thing. Zappa often talks about his shows trying to find those moments that are completely unique to that show. And one of the things that the, that the, you see in these shows, like Ian will shout stuff at the band about like, oh, you know, get on with it and play this and play that and funny stuff. And it's, and it's great. It's, it's not, it does not negative. It's a massive positive. People in the crowd will shout it as well. And there'll be a banter. It's it's this wonderful connection that you have. Like, you know, when you see someone you haven't seen for a while, you're immediately running. Who's the first person to put in the gag? Who's the first person to say the funny thing? You know, it's that immediate dismissive of ego and dismissive of, of, of any kind of front, and you can just become yourselves, and you're just looking for that those people that do that. And it, and it relieves all attention. It means the band on stage could throw themselves wholeheartedly into the performance because they know that if they fuck up, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You get these wonderful running jokes that are only funny maybe at that particular gig. There was a thing that, like, uh, Field Juice were doing, where they were, where they were, they were screaming daddy and sex noises and stuff and porno noises, and the, the fans started doing it, and it was just, it was a wonderful thing. And this is one of the things that I've seen, which I really, really liked, was it, you, you, it's not big enough a crowd, right, in the, in the room. It's not big enough a crowd to crowd surf, right? You can't do that because, you know, by the time you've got up on someone's shoulders, you, you're over on the other side. There's no one, there's not a group of people to hold you up, right? And so instead, people were lifting people up, like, like just on the, on the shoulders and stuff and lifting them up. And, and one or two people were carrying people around, like on, like some kind of arm thrown to rather, rather, because they just wanted to, have an experience and they were like and, and what a wonderful euphemism for supporting the scene and fans supporting each other i thought that was really really wonderful and it, it, then there was a, like a bit of a pit and people were falling over because it's small and people were falling into each other and people were, you know arms flying everywhere no one was pissed off and no one was being a dick um and it was a really 
it was a wonderful thing, and you know, Des coming into the crowd as well to sing with them and stuff. It just it, it just made it like a a real atmosphere that you you feel as though when you're certainly at the, the smaller shows, you you really see what this means. You get to see the whites of people's eyes. You're right in front of them. You're right in right up close to them, and it, and it and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that you can't get anywhere else. And there's a lot of stuff that you know you you, you see bands at different venues and different venues have their thing. When you're at the outpost, it's it's simultaneously the hardest and toughest crowd, whilst also being the most welcoming and accepting crowd. If you are fucking good, they will give it up for you. You know, uh, it, it's it's a simple fact. It's a simple fact of the outpost. So I quickly caught up with with, with Des uh, af- after the set, just to have a little gap, you know, just to see how where where they were and what was going on. And it's a little bit before Bloodstock as well, so it was an interesting window into that. But we just had a, a little conversation together. Oh, yeah. That's staying, that's staying in. I'm with the top daddy here. I'm with... Oh, daddy. Oh. What, what the fuck? That was fucking inks, mate. Oh, fucking yeah, man. Felt a bit cathartic as oh, well. Yeah. Like, felt like you fucking needed it. That was a fucking, like, good release, that, man. Yeah, yeah. That was a good daddy. You seen, you seen the fucking lads at the front? That fucking... I've just been, been talking to them. That felt the fucking world to them. They were like, oh, man. I can't be this in the fucking room to a record. I can't do it. Like, I've got to come to a show. No, yeah. like we, the last show we played was in February last year. Fucking hell! And coming to this, and like, thank God Joe Martin had put us on this because our next show's fucking Bloodstock. It's a Bloodstock prep show, yeah. I just can't believe it, man. I like, but I probably prefer playing little gigs like this. Well, you listen, you know, there's going to be 20 foot in front of you. Like Bloodstock, sadly, like you know, where is he? You're fucking often on the stage, fucking angst, like you know. Yeah, man. But listen, I, I'm speaking for all the fans. Well, thanks for coming in and doing this the, the show. To like almost the last minutes, if you will, like you know, that's fucking that's that's bad. I start like, but that shows the scene. That's what it's about. It's like what what everybody needs to help everybody else in order to fucking make these shows work. You know, especially now when they're getting cancelled all the time. You know. Yeah, man. Fuck it, like. To say it's the second weekend of gigs being allowed, fucking, I just couldn't, I just couldn't wait to get back at it, like, and like Joe Martin, I've known him for 15, 16 years. I said, like I said before, and if it wasn't for him, there'd be no scene up here, it just, mm. it's as simple as that, like, you know. Like, I, I used to come up with, um, I'm in a few other bands, I'm in a black metal band called Burial, and, um, is it Sal from Sal, Whiplash? Sal, yeah, I've been on the show many yeah. times, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did loads of fucking work, and then obviously, you know, she's... Because I don't think many people realise until we all the band started up just how much we'd fucking missed it. Mm. You know, just how I missed just because you can't like I keep saying you can't do it on a via stream and you can't do mm. this is an experience based thing like you know you can't fucking there's no other way other than getting to a show um, and it was cool to see everybody's phones out because all those pictures of people going crazy in the pit are going oh we can do that now it's okay because even then it was like people were like are we going to be able to mosh are we going to be able to fucking push people around you know That's, I'm still a bit like I'm, I'm happy to shake people's hands but I'm like I'm, oh, I always ask them first like yeah, yeah, yeah. am I right you know are you yeah, right? yeah yeah and then like just the sweaty crowd just fucking going sick, you know. Like, oh, daddy! Oh. So I try to, <laughs> I try to pride myself on having something of a of a, of a lexicon, of, of a vernacular, whatever you want to call it, of of words. But I tend to find that <laughs> I was swearing a lot there, wasn't I? I was saying fuck a lot and fuck this, fuck that, fuckity, fuck, 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 very far. Um. I, I don't know, it's probably because I was... You know, it's funny, isn't it, how you... I don't know, I swear more when maybe I'm, maybe I'm nervous, maybe it's not, maybe it's just like... 
the words don't come to me. Uh, maybe it is, you know, or maybe that's just the way I speak, and and you know, I should be unapologetic for it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Does anybody care? No one really cares. It's just the way I I speak, and and it, I think it just shows you. I was just so so enamored and so happy to be at that show, and so happy to to talk to people. I think that's just what it comes out. I just want I don't swear a lot. Like maybe we should. I should start to take a leaf out of Henry Rollins' book a little bit more and when he gets those shows and tries to remove all swearing out of it. But I don't know how long the show would be if it did that. But it was nice to speak to Des, wasn't it? It was nice to to talk to him and see where he his headspace was about, you know, coming back from the pandemic, the importance of small shows and, and then Bloodstock itself. It really um, the the next audio clip is from a group of lads who were who we were talking about previously, who were at the front, who were starting the pits, who were giving it the full thing they they were hugely throwing themselves in so it looked like they were having the, the absolute time of their life and and i wanted to talk to them because that's what this this show is for them is for people who who support the scene maybe go almost unheard you know but these are the guys that are supporting those bands and and, and keeping that scene and pro- providing that scene with fuel to keep going and the, the the diehards if you will and it, and it only made sense to to talk to them yes i swear a lot in this and the, the the accent comes through even more. I apologise to my uh, my listeners across the globe, not from Liverpool, who who sometimes. But some people say they really enjoy it because it's just it's almost unfollowable to a, some some degrees. I like that. Don't mind that. Um, but it, what what I think you you will get from it is the energy and the passion that these people have for this scene that does uh, clearly exists w- within within the, the 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 city. And so. This this section is probably one of my favourite audio parts of what you're going to hear, and if it sums up anything about the show, this one really does a good job of it. Is your first show back for you, lads, or what the fuck? Yeah, first, fuck first show since me. March. Because it looked like you fucking needed it. Oh yeah, yeah. honestly, like, we yeah. had a lot of energy to exert in that show. <laughs> you fucking for did, sure. yeah, you know. It's yeah. been a long time coming at the first gig back to Slammer in the whole 16 months. Like, it's a must, isn't it? People oh, just fucking turn up out of nowhere as well. It's fucking boss, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's especially great to be back in the scene and like back on the gigs. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been too long without a full time gig. There's a ton of people from our American friends who are going to listen to this accent are going to fucking lose all but the energy still comes through because that's it like I mean you can't replicate this shit anywhere else can't you you can't fucking repackage and stream this shit you can't do it right No, you need to be there you need to see it you need to feel the heat and the sweat of the gig yeah Yeah. and it's it's the bands in between as well it's the fucking to and throw you know what I mean that's unique to that show ain't going to be anything like that with the next show that they play you know and then fucking Beetlejuice you're never going to see him in a room small as that anymore not at all the next time we'll see them, it'll be a bloodstock and it'll be a big massive stage. It'll be you know completely know I mean? different to that little swing. And how fucking cool is that? How selfless is that for them to come and do this show and fucking help? Yeah, amazing, yeah. Isn't it? You know, they're doing things for the scene that no one else is doing. The same with everyone, you know what I mean? It's such a small scene, it needs a lot more, Definitely. you know, yeah. promotion. The local People need to know. scene is where yeah. it's fucking at. This is, this is fucking, this is what I'm talking about. It's not about fucking just liking stuff on, on social no, media. It's, it's, about, about, it's about fucking attendance. Yeah. It's about fucking yeah. making yeah. up and showing yeah, up. Buying yeah. merch and support. Because the otherwise, these bands won't have anywhere to play. It's like I'm yeah, saying. Right, yeah, you know what I mean? It's so fucking important. So, like, well, who should we be listening to? There's people here now listening to other countries. What? Who should we listen to in the UK? Death metal. Who should we be checking out? Death, death metal. Well, multiple places. Yeah. We just on. Yeah. Tasty yeah. slam. Yeah. Um, Feels just obviously. Yeah. Um, Who else? Exhumation. Headline. Party cannon. Crepitation. 
Um, Kopos phallic mutation who should have been playing. Yeah, tonight. yeah, cavitation and dad as well. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All local. And it's All fucking, these bands need there's fucking a raft of bands. It's Visions of disfigurement. And they're on your fucking, most of these bands are on your fucking doorstep. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it, Acrid and the or something? Five yeah, bands. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. It's an experience. Exactly. There's no fucking reason why you can't be here. Like, you know, no fucking room for posers. It's so, say, like, I'm fucking into this, I'm into that. Unless you fucking turn up and show up. Yeah, yeah, Gigs like this, this is for the scene, this is for the people who are in it, this it's is for the, the people who want to fund it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because we, look, let, let's be honest, lads, this man had never fucking come back, this place might not exist. Exactly, the man yeah, fucking, the man it, yeah. been home, might have been home. And there's another venue lot. gone since COVID, since March last year. Yeah. Hundreds all over the world, hundreds yeah. of venues, small yeah, yeah, venues yeah. like this, small yeah. venues like the Swan, like the Pilgrim, all dead, you know. Like that, all gone because of funding. You know what I mean? They, they gigs like this fund this the place. The fucking scene was on its ass before we had the yeah, fucking exactly, pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking hell. Wasn't that? Wasn't that wonderful? Wasn't that? A, wasn't that a classic example of me swearing an awful lot and 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 obviously leaning heavily into my accent? I need to maybe sort that out a little bit so people can understand me. But I mean, look, it's it was undeniable that what the, those lads were talking about. It was undeniable to see, you know, that in action of how how important that is from a social point of view. Aside from a musical point of view, it was incredibly important. Those guys, some of them hadn't seen each other since up until that show. You know, it became this wonderful, as I say, cathartic experience, and and it was very, it was very honest and very genuine. I hope that comes across in in the audio. I think it does, and I see, I see. I've seen some really great sites. I mean, then we get to Exhumation, and they were, look, you know, spilling some tea here. They, they were nervous as shit about playing that show, that they would be any good, or they, they would know what they would do, or anybody would turn up. And it was packed, and it was full of people, and they went down an absolute storm with the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, there was, that made that show utterly unique and, and amazing. You know, I, I took some photos and some stuff as I always do before the before the show and and just honestly some unbelievable stuff coming from the scene. You know, Exhumation are, are an incredible incredible band at the moment. Some of the stuff going on that they're playing is is fantastic, and the crowd welcomed them with open arms. And there's the members of Colbert and there's the members of Fetal Juice all in the crowd with with everybody else giving it the full full beans like and. It was a it was a wonderful thing. I seen, you know, I seen. I see. I, I tell you what, I did see. I see one guy. Um, I noticed he came on his own, enjoyed the show, got in the pit, and then I saw him go in at the end. And to him, that was, he's you know, he might not everybody anybody in his circle of friends that likes that type of music. But when he comes there, he's 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 welcomed with open arms. It, it's like he's part of something, and he, you know, it, 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 this wonderful sort of. You know, extolling of of energy and an expenditure of energy, and and then he goes off and goes goes back to his life. You know, and oh god, it was it seemed like it was incredibly important to to him. And 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 then later on, I I got a message through on on the spoken metal show through the social media channels about him saying how he really enjoyed what I said, and and he really thought it was important to 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 about what was going on with the scene, and 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 I was just blown away by the you know you know, the the Someone chose to do that. It was very, very cool. But 
I mean, I suppose we can't we can't talk about the show any uh, without talking to to Joe Joe Mortimer, the guy who put it together and and, and bases the Cobblechesis and gravitation and a fabulous individual. As I've said, I think I've blown Joe more than enough on this show. Um, but he he is he is important. I did I, I constantly tell him if he if he doesn't do it, no one else is doing it. He is the scene certainly up in the northwest. Um, I would suggest checking out uh, UK Slamfest. It's all there. The upcoming shows, there's some great stuff going on uh, um, in Manchester, some fabulous stuff going on in London, and I would suggest checking them out as well. Obviously, all the bands you should be checking out as well, bands like Colpoclesis and Fetal Juice and Exhumation. Fetal Juice as well, um, there's also front of band called Burial. You, you should check them out as well. But these are the real, I mean, you heard those guys then talking. These are the bands that you should be checking out if you want to get into the scene. If you're in the scene, you didn't know these bands existed, you should be checking them out. But also, you should be suggesting these bands to me, you know, through the social medias, tell me who who I should be listening to, what I should be listening to, any new bands I haven't heard of, and certainly local bands I haven't heard of. Please fire them over. I'd absolute sponge for 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 this for this music. Um, but yeah, it makes sense to it makes sense to see, speak to Joe, and, and I grabbed him in between the the pack down. So I need to speak to Joe. Fucking hell, finally, man. That felt good. Eh? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Just good to have a nice uh, heavy gig back in Liverpool. We needed it, didn't we? Yeah, there was a lot of fucking folk out the front there who needed that, mate. We really did. It's the best comments I've had. Like from everybody, the, the, it's been a recurring theme over the last week with the other shows. And today, people are coming up to me saying, I needed that. I needed that show. So I needed that set. I needed that pit. And after all that fucking shit, we got it done and it, you, you pulled it through, man. Yeah, it's fucking like fans pulling out this, that, and the other. You know, shit happened. It happens all the time with gigs, you know. But shit happens, and you know we managed to get Fetal Juice on, and we managed to get yourself on to come and do a little special. So yeah, it's nice good. Yeah. Nothing but a success, hey man. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants a good success. So. It makes sense, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to leave more or less the last audio clip to be the a fan I grabbed on as they were leaving, and I was just you know right now you know just what what's your feelings and get a real. Honest, uh, uh, you know, appraisal of, of of what it means and and how important that was, you know, to two people, and that's why I wanted to document this as a, like a, I could say, an audio postcard, if you were like a really, uh, you know, slice of what was happening then. And I think I'll do more of these live shows, as always. If there's live shows coming that you 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 you, you think I should be aware of, then please suggest them to me so I can get to these shows. I'm going to try and do some of the spoken metal shows live. And we can talk about that as well. And if you see me in the show as well, you're bobbling around, come and approach me and I'll record you as well and, and put you on the show as well. It's all about the crew. It's all about the promoters. It's all about the event staff. It's all about the fans and the bands that make up this this whole structure of, of a scene. You know, it's incredibly important. So it made sense to, to talk to a, a fan just as they were leaving and get an interesting uh, viewpoint about what they thought. Fucking first show since what? 2019? Since like, like October 2019. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Thoughts? It was so fucking incredible. <laughs> the sweatiest thing I've ever seen. It was so good. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Amazing. I absolutely loved it. As a lot of people have said that they needed that. Yeah. Fucking definitely. 100% first pit I've been in since 2019 and it was the best pit I've ever been in. Incredible. Absolutely spectacular. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't replicate that, can you? That's someone speaking from the heart. That's someone speaking totally honestly. You know, literally the euphoria, the euphoria of the after show. Um, you know the 
the the bliss that you feel after being absolutely spent about going fucking crazy at a show. It, it you cannot really, you know, you can't really put it any better than they did. You know, it was just hot and sweaty and great. You know, and loud as shit and. And it was just fabulous, and and long may they continue. And and I'm already now looking at other shows now to to go to. Now we can we can start to get some normality back. You know, Bloodstock was a resounding success. You know, so now we we figure this out. We get back to it. We get back to supporting the scene. We get to, back to supporting bands and venues, and we start we start again, and we and we keep going. Um, we, there's a lot a lot of stuff to come now as we get used to what the world is like after this. And also for bands touring, how how difficult and, and and strange that's going to be. And we start again, and we we go back to it, and we keep supporting as we or, or always have done. And I'll I really enjoy doing these little live show thingies. I think I'll do some more of them with the audio clips. I think they're, they're really interesting to do. I think hopefully you get something out of this, as you should do with with all the shows. I, I ask you to check out, you know, uh, episode eighty six with Joe. Um, episode 56 with Chris Furlong from Exhumation and even we talk a little bit about Sal that's talked about Sal, that's episode 81 all these people are, are bother the, the, the people that make this whole scene come together and stay alive and hopefully you're enjoying us, hope you get something from that as always you can follow me on the, all, the usual social medias and get in touch with me via that those routes, I really uh, enjoyed this show, I'm going to definitely do some more of these shows um, and which makes it even more uh, Easier for me to say, uh, I will see you at a show.